If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, everybody. There we go. Uh, Mark Mahady is actually on assignment up in uh, Pasadena. I think he's going to the Huntington today. So we will have to uh, check in with him and see what's see what's going on next week. If you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. We would love to talk to you. Um, here on KCBQ at K13. It was a... Uh, you know what I had to do this week? No. I had to water. Oh, yeah. It was, it was relatively warm. It was warm, warm. How I'm not going you? just relatively. I, I don't know. It was in the upper 80s. And, yep. Well, and, it was, well I went out, when I went out for lunch, I can't remember if it was, I think it was yesterday, and I came back and pulled into the parking lot and parked and looked down. It, it was 91 in Poway yesterday. It, it was hot. Mary, when she left day before yesterday said it was 90. I have one of those old fangled cars that doesn't have a thermometer in it, so I, you know. How old is your car? I don't know. <laughs> Do they all have Do you have roll-down windows, the, the hand-crank the windows? Cranked or? windows? No, I have a button I push. Oh, okay. That's... <laughs> <laughs> you push a lot Wait of Wait a second. <laughs> what kind of windows does, does the truck you drive well, have? Well, my truck does have automated win- automatic oh, windows. It does? Yes, does yeah. it have a thermometer? No. No, okay. Yeah. But but it's a 25-year-old truck. Well, okay. How old is your I, vehicle? I would say it's the pot calling the kettle black, but how, I'm not How old gonna, is your vehicle? I don't know. I think it's a 2007. Okay. So that would make it younger than yours. Yeah, Steve's an, a, a 1996. My my daughter called it Steve when she learned to drive it. It's a, that name stuck. I figured I figured yeah. it was not you who did that. It was not that. me. So, yeah. yeah, my kids named vehicles and hens and all sorts of things that you're not supposed but, to name things you're going to eat. We don't eat the hens. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have always maintained to this day that if I am ever eating one of my chickens, the world is in a worse place than even we have been. Because, but I'll take their eggs absolutely and share those with the neighbors because I don't eat eggs very often. I need to start eating eggs. Yeah, I don't know why you have chickens that are laying eggs if you're not eating them. To give you something to do every single yeah, every, morning. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it helps me to find the moon. There you go. It's a catalyst for moon finding. There you go. Uh, we are right in the middle of, or just, we're kind of at the beginning of um, vegetable season. I had a had a customer in yesterday. They had planted, a, planted cauliflower, broccoli, and cabbage, and all of it bolted. So they, they didn't get... They didn't get anything off of it. So, um, for folks that are listening, you say bolted that don't know what that is. What does that mean? Bolted uh, goes to seed. So, uh, instead of in the case of in the case of cauliflower and broccoli, instead of putting up big heads of cauliflower and broccoli, 
uh, throws up big flower spikes. And and yeah. says, peace out. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. And the lettuces will get thicker. The, the, the leaves become a little bit thicker as they start putting up that center stalk to my, go to yeah. seed. My neighbors, all of their lettuce has gone to seed. And it became chicken food. Yeah, it, it, it tends to get tends to get a little bit bitter and the cruciform vegetables you you just don't get anything i guess that would imply that i am going to seed it could be and that that explains my bitterness (laughs) (laughs) that's that's good good to know um but as far as the rest of the and and when i was talking to him i said you know it's just it it's really just a matter of temperature and we had a relatively mild winter we had we did have a few cold days but not not a lot and when things get warm and go and you you have those crops planted, that's just one of the things. It, it it just is what it is. Like I said, you know, it's kind of like planting tomatoes in March. You 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 can put them in in March, and if the weather's nice, you're going to get a jump on everything. But if we get a cold snap, and not even a cold snap. If it's just cold, they tend to cool just, and wet. Yeah, they just hang out. They don't do much. They don't. They right. don't do a lot. So it's. It's kind of a crapshoot, one, yep. one way or the other. And and when your tomatoes are just hanging out with nothing to do, they're probably throwing dice and hanging out with the wrong <laughs> getting, crowd. Yeah. Getting in trouble. Yes. <laughs> could, could, could very well be. Could very well be. Um, but as far as vegetable crops are concerned, I mean, now is just an incredible time to start putting stuff in the ground. Uh, we the The selection of vegetables that we have is unbelievable. And our, and this year our growers were on it. I mean they, they've got pretty much everything that you can, everything that you would pl- that you would be able to plant at this time of the year is available. Stuff and that I think, I, yeah, stuff that we typically get a few weeks from now when it's a little warmer. We've had they've been yeah. really on top of it. But you know what is a little less in supply? What's that? some of the flowers? Because I think a lot of the growers have transitioned oh, some of it over. To, yeah. to veggies, and they're using their space for more vegetables. So some of the flowers are not as readily available, which is kind of okay because most people are planting their veggies anyway. I, I took the vegetables home. I put none of them in the ground. I, I took a bunch of the six-packs, and I moved them into four-inch pots, and I threw a Grow Power planting tablet in half of them. I'm going to do a little test. Um, and I guess, well, tomorrow I'm going to go up to mom and dad's with the tomatoes and take her some containers. She's harvesting her beets now, which she's very excited about. She's harvesting her peas now, which she's very excited about. Oh, I meant we went out to dinner the other night and, and had, the place gave us some beet hummus and I took a picture to share with Ken and I forgot to do that. Did you bring me a little Ziploc with per- a no. chip? That's perfectly and, fine. <laughs> no, beet hummus. Was it you who? I, actually, Maggie, Maggie made some made form with the, hum, with the beets I brought in. That's what it was. And, I, and, and actually, Melanie did too. I gave her I some beets. I must not have eaten it. He, he's blocked it out. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was memories. so traumatic. It, it's quite tasty. I, I have tried to uh, tried to eliminate that memory. So, <laughs> If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. You're listening to Garden Talk on here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be back with more right after this.
Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. When I got to the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same. But it all right now I learned my lesson well You see you can't please everyone So you got to please yourself And we're back With more Garden Talk I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross and George Allman Mark Mahady is on assignment uh, We'll hear from him next week hopefully Last evening yeah. I received a text And it was a bunch of pictures and it said, and I'm quoting here, just went to the coolest orchid show at SD Botanic. What could that possibly mean? Do you have would, any idea? I would think it would be the orchid show at the San Diego Botanical Gardens. But just to find out, we're going to go to the phones and we're going to talk to John from the San Diego Botanical Gardens. Good morning, John. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. I, I always enjoy listening every Saturday morning. Well, thanks and for getting coffee, up so early. And, well, you know, I'm, I'm up anyway, and, and it's uh, always a pleasure to listen to the show. But whoever sent you the text, they're absolutely right. There is the most amazing orchid show at the San Diego Botanic Garden, and it starts today. And it's an orchid show unlike any other. I've been raising orchids for 45 years, and I've been to all the shows at the Scottish Rite Center and these things. But this is in our conservatory, and if you've been to the conservatory, you know we have these large chandeliers or islands that are planted out with orchids and bromeliads and aeroids and things. Well, those can go up and down. They can hover up in the the, uh, canopy of the conservatory. Those have gone up, and all that lower space has now been filled with hundreds of orchids. And they're not just on tables. They're actually this meandering pathway with a very naturalistic display throughout the whole conservatory. It's very cool. And I'm exhausted because we've been working on it for a couple of months, but but it's great. Well, I am looking at a picture of what looks like a cork oak skeleton with just covered with ferns and phalaenopsis and uh, Spanish moss, it looks like, and some tillandsias. Is that is that what it is? Is it a... Uh, it is. It's a big arch that kind of uh, opens the, the uh, passage into the orchid show. It is it is stunning, and I'm I'm looking at a bunch of different pictures. Those islands are are pretty neat. I've gone up there a couple times, Capri, and I've done the uh, Christmas event, a holiday event, and the conservatory has been just decked out with some beautiful things. It's really nice. I you know I have not been to the conservatory yet. It's been it's been a little while since I've been up there, but I I have heard it. I've heard this the conservatory is absolutely yep. spectacular. So that is gonna that is going to be on uh, my to do list within the next week or two. And it looks like it's is that, also. Oh, go ahead. Right. It's also uh, and it's a little added. Of course, if you do go to orchid shows, there's always orchid vendors, and oh, yeah. we also have uh, orchid vendors on the weekends, Saturday and Sunday, and they'll be selling all those fun orchid things that you can't get 
normally. And, and so uh, that's also a nice added treat. Yeah. I, I remember the, uh, at the, uh, when the orchid society would do their annual show at the, uh, Scottish Rite center, um, the vendor, the vendor area was, a was an absolute zoo. I mean, just people basically trampling over each other to, to try to get to the stuff first. It was, it was crazy. It, John, what are the hour? What are the hours of the uh, of the garden? Uh, they're open uh, from Wednesday through Sunday, and from ten to five. And during the weekends, were these two weekends at least initially were open until seven p.m. So, which is nice because oh man, twilight in the garden is really really nice. That it's must be beautiful. Just a different experience. It's very very pretty. And so, uh, yeah, it's a it's a great time. The nice thing too, it's a month long orchid show. You know, most orchid shows are one weekend. Yeah. It's just a one off. But what we're doing is it's the Palomar Orchid Society, San Diego County Orchid Society, private vendors, and our stuff. Every Monday and Tuesday, we cycle out any plant that's not at its best, and we bring in new, different things. And so, this is going to be a different orchid show basically every week for the next month. Wow, that's outstanding. Uh, tickets online or in person or both? Yeah, yeah. you need to get your reservations online, and there's no extra charge. You just buy an um, uh, entrance fee to the garden, and the orchid show's thrown in for free. Or yeah. better yet, you know, it's the best deal in town is a family membership to the garden. It's $89, and you can come every day of the year but Christmas. That. I would say that is a deal. That is a deal. Now, yeah. I have to ask a question. It starts today. Did you uh, let special people in last evening? Is that how some people got to see it in advance? Or how did I get these right. uh, these sneak sneaked-out photos? Yeah, that, that was open to uh, benefactors to the garden and VIPs, uh, board members, and also vendors and people that have donated plants. So that was sort of our, our private opening. But today is the grand opening for the public. Excellent. The The pictures that I got are spectacular. And I, it also looks like there's a at least one vanilla orchid trailing around the garden as well. Was that in bloom? Yeah, we've got several. Uh, yeah, we do have several in bloom. Oh, and by the way, oh, my gosh, if, if you haven't seen a jade vine uh, in bloom, it, it's the wildest thing. The color reminds me of uh, the color of Puya alpestris, this kind of blue green metallic and uh, we have a strong ladon gosh let me i can't remember the specific epithet but anyway a jade vine is in bloom right now too and it's our first flower in two years in there so that's very cool well i'm gonna have to send somebody back because i didn't get a picture of that or perhaps you can go yourself oh i could Wait, why I did could. you do that hey yeah. that's a great idea george that's why you're here because you think let's go monday yeah. we should go monday and there's also a wall of curly willow it oh, looks there. like huh yeah, there's there's uh, a lot of uh, natural material that we're using just as backdrop to hang orchids from. So, uh, yeah, there's there's all kinds of stuff. All right, I will. John, yeah. thank you very much for for listening. Thanks for giving us a call and letting us know what's going on. You bet. Thank you, guys. Okay, have a great weekend. You too. Thanks. Take care. Uh, now, should I'm, we tell I'm, people I'm that have to go? Oh, what? I thought you were going to leave. No. I'm not leaving. You're going to have to go to the show. I'm going to have to go to the, okay. I'm going to have to go to the botanical. I'm going. That's funny that he called because the the pictures the are not from him. Right. And 
They were it's separate, nice but they, they, they worked out perfectly, well, didn't they? Yeah. If you'd like to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to go talk to Phil in San Diego. Good morning, Phil. How are you? Uh, I'm terrific. It's uh, it's excellent weather here on the coast. Um, I I have to go backward to where you talked about to seed and to bolting. Mm -hmm. I I got uh, maybe two months ago a six pack of Chinese cabbage planted it in my raised beds, and they grew to about seven or eight inches, and then they started to bolt then, which is long before they become a head of cabbage. Now they have all bolted. They're all beautiful orchestral flowers, and the plant looks great, but is there anything I can do with the leaves after it's gone bolted, or does it just turn to... I think it's it's done. However, Ken, you've given us some pretty darn good recipes where you take something really good and good for you, and you put all this really bad stuff on it, and then it tastes good anyway. Some of your dressings, we were talking, was oh, it last uh, week? Yeah, Melanie used to do that, but she doesn't do that anymore. Because you won't eat it anyway? Or? No, I would, I would okay. eat it, but uh, we it, it doesn't... It doesn't fit into the plan. Uh, well, all of the all of those all the leaves on the brassicas are edible. I mean, the big yeah. outer cabbage leaves, even the broccoli leaves, are edible uh, outside of the head. But you know, just saute them up. But they get bitter, and when they start to bolt, the leaves tend to get a little bit more if, bitter if, and thicker. Right. That's yeah. what uh, what I had seen. I tasted a few of them, and they're they're a little bit bitter. They aren't really so more uh, honey and sugar benign. in the recipe. I would presume, or, or get some other leaves from the stores and then blend in a little less of yours so you're still using it but it isn't overwhelming the the flavor with bitterness that's what we're here for yeah. or, or like david yeah. you feed them to the chickens yes <laughs> okay and i mean the plant is now three feet high i mean they're two foot long leaves but they're it, it looks like a giant flower now instead of a head of cabbage yeah the, I, I found that the bees really like those but when any of those brassicas yeah. go to go to seed, the, it's very popular with the bee population. But once it gets very. to this point, it's it's not it's something done. you can reverse. It, oh, it, no, it's not done. reverse. I just wondered how edible is it, and other than being bitter, it is all edible. It, it's edible. Yeah. It's just not good. <laughs> yeah, or it's not. It's okay. It's not as good. Not as, as good. Not as good. Yeah. That was good. Okay, thank you. Okay, thanks, thanks Phil. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening. Great show. Have a great weekend. Because some of those, Ken would say, are not edible regardless. Or? Or, as David would say, irregardless. <laughs> only only because I learned this week that it's okay to use irregardless. I disagree. Well, I do too, but I just wanted to make fun of it. Because that's I agree. when it becomes re- <laughs> irregardless of what you think. No. Okay, I won't use it anymore. I'm at a loss. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> say, say if you want to give us a call. Yeah, if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. That's what happens when it's so freaking busy at work that you don't have time to sit down and make notes for the show on Friday. Well, I've had time to make some purchases and take things home and put them on the shelf at work. But, at I mean, work. at work at a shelf at home. I, but I, I, this weekend, I will plant. I haven't Ish. brought anything home to kill in quite a while. Really? Yeah. Uh, you need to. I do. 
I do. I, I have actually kept all this alive, which I'm pretty excited about. Especially, especially Ex- with this heat and in the small six-pack. So that, and a four-inch. Good for you, actually. Well, a couple of the big beef were a little dry. I did water them before I left yesterday, but they were a little bit dry when I got home yesterday afternoon. So I, I watered again, and I watered this morning. So hopefully, you know, I got free chicken food yesterday, but you know what it cost me? bottle of wine no it cost me oranges the reason she was over at the house i was to bring me food was so she could swipe oranges it's well, a double-edged it's a sword off. yeah a double-edged what swad <laughs> irregardless of what you think uh somebody so so this all came up this week because i was chatting with my neighbor josh and he said time out that's what he said to me it was really <laughs> weird if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We'll continue this conversation when we get back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We'll be back right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. The garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me, I didn't look the same. But it's all right now, I learned my lesson well. You see, you can't please everyone, so you got to please yourself. And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I am Ken Anderson along with David Ross and George Allman. Mark has got the day off today. Uh, what were we talking well, about? Well, just real quickly, into the break, he, my, my neighbor told me that it is now okay that you can use the word literally to mean figuratively, that it's now acceptable. That's yeah. what morphed into Was this April regardless. 1st that he told you all no, this? No, it wasn't. Okay. So anyway, that's where that's all came from, and I... And you believed I, him. I, well, I used to believe that words had meaning, but I'm not going to dwell on that. Um, my <laughs> apricot trees are now just f- finally in full bloom at home. Ours, too. It, it, it seems late. It did seem a little later Is this it? year. Mine hasn't uh, done But only anything. for the apricot. Okay. Yeah. Mine, too. And then last week we were talking about um, macadamias blooming, and you were telling us how fragrant they were, and I was complaining that mine hadn't opened yet. But... Well, Sunday, I had my garage door open, let air move through, and in the evening when I went in to close the garage door, I could smell the macadamia blossoms. Had, so they're obviously open. I just They must be open on a part of the tree that I can't see because I could smell it, but I couldn't see anything. The, all I see are the, oh, hi. That's George Hallman, everybody. Um, <laughs> but that also brought me to, so apricots seem to be coming out late this year. My persimmons are just coming out they probably only have an inch of growth on them now which they typically are later correct and my established um mulberry 
still hasn't put out leaves, and I always worry about it this time of the year. And it, it seems to me they are late as well. Uh, and then the another... mulberries have not been late this year. The the apricots have been, and like always, the persimmons a little later. But ours has a pretty good amount of growth on it. I, I'm actually very hopeful because I grafted a hachia and a coffee cake on my on the uh, uh, fuyu. No. So hoping. And are they all? It looks like one of the three grafts took. All right. So we'll see. Way to go. I noticed, we. I think we have a 24-inch box mulberry out in the back of the fruit tree section. It is just completely covered with catkins. It's, I mean, it's ready to go. I mean, it, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe I love how, mulberries. Many, well, see, how many catkins are on it. Every year when any tree is late or perceived late in coming out, I always assume it's because I didn't water it enough the summer before and I've croaked it or stressed the heck out of it. So... So every year's a, it's a it's a, a new adventure. It's a new adventure. So I'm waiting to see if 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 they're going to come out. I, this was years ago when before the Poway store was open. I uh, was working in San Diego, and one of our uh, one of our employees came in from the side yard, and his hands were just completely. I mean, it, it looked like he had been digging around in a body i mean it looked like they were com- completely <laughs> covered with look look like blood and i was like oh my god what happened and and i started to panic and he said oh i he said the mulberry out and back had a lot of fresh fruit on it so i i picked a bunch of it and i squeezed it for the juice his, <laughs> with, with his, my bare hands with his bare hands <laughs> and his hands were stained purple for for a they, week they are a messy yeah they can be very messy okay i have the ans- the answer who is scott yeah <laughs> is that you, correct you, you got that right yeah. yes you got that right for those of you who couldn't see that i was holding up the envelope with the, <laughs> the hermetically great- sealed answer in or the answer inside the hermetically sealed envelope the great karnak the great karnak yes if you want to give us a call 888-344-1170 is the number uh we're going to go up to san marcos and talk to vince good morning vince how are you I'm doing fine. I, I was going to say uh, here, I uh, we, we had the uh, mildest winter uh, I've seen since I moved here in '83 from New York. Uh, normally, when I get up in the morning and go to turn my garden hoses on, the, the lines are frozen. But that didn't happen one time this year. Oh, excellent! So, it's really, it's been an unusual, uh, an unusual winter. But I, the question I had was, uh, what's your impression of the beneficial uh, microbes that they put in some of these different uh, uh, fertilizer mixtures? And do you see uh, much advantage in having them in there? Well, we if you're going to build a healthy soil, one of the things you need are those microbials. So, go ahead, David. You're smiling. I'm waiting for you to use the two word phrase. Please oh, I, I have to use the word microbial activity. So Thank you. It, that makes David happy when we say that. Um, a good healthy soil and not dirt. In fact, that was our Wednesday wisdom this work oh, this week rather was to con- you know to be able to convert your dirt into soil. And to do that, you have to have those microorganisms. Our soils a little bit, de- our dirt here is depleted of that because we don't have a lot of organic material that collects that can feed the earthworms and then the insects, which in turn feeds the bacteria and the fungi. And if the soil gets dry and baked. Any beneficial organisms that are in there, worms included, die. Right, and you lose it. Yep. So, so they are a very good part of an active and healthy soil and will help the soil, the organic matter, this is the soil that is in the soil, be broken down and make the nutrients available to your plants. Speaking directly to, like, Dr. Earth, uh, Milo Shamas, who was the... Who was the 
founder the, the yep. founder of the founder of Dr. Earth. He he was the he was the first his company was the first first fertilizer company that I know of that started incorporating uh soil microbes in into their fertilizer mix. And he's a he's a he's a really smart guy. He got his PhD in in um soil yes. science. Um and now everybody and, and now now everybody does it but it, it but it's interesting too because you what now that everybody's doing it some companies are saying well we have more we have more soil microbes than so and we have, so we have, so. We have we, better we, fungi we have, better bacillus bacteria right but milo's milo's formulations are actually are actually based on science and he said more and he said in in most cases he said more is not better. You don't need to. You don't need to overdose fertilizers with with soil microbes. So, Doctor Earth is it, it, it's an outstanding product, and it's probably the best selling, probably the best selling organic fertilizer line that we've ever had. We, and we've had we've had a couple, um, but there, his, his is really really well done. And and there's other ones out there, and some people prefer. The Doctor Earth. Some people prefer the Down to Earth. Um, we have the Stone too. There's a the lot stone, of different right. options, but making sure that the organisms are there are a vital part of a of a healthy soil. And then the especially the fungi that that fungus establishes a symbiotic relationship with the roots and helps feed the plants. Um, I just wanted to mention. I want to say a friend of mine who many people here in uh, the gardening world. Uh, probably knew or met in the past, uh, has passed away. And I don't know if any of you are, are, are aware of it, but uh, C. Fasciola, who wrote uh, Cornucopia 1 and 2, if you've ever uh, seen that uh, source I, book. I, I have Cornucopia on my coffee table. I love that book. Yeah, yeah. He, I, I, I met him uh, when I first came out here in 83, and I saw him when he was just starting to write that book on a little spiral brown uh, notepaper. And I have to admit, he uh, totally dedicated like a, like a hermit uh, years of his life writing that book, and I kind of thought he was off the deep end when I saw him started. But uh, he totally uh, devoted his life to that, and he went back to New, Jer- New Jersey to help take care of his mother, who was getting elderly. And he was planning on coming back here, and I was hoping uh, to see his return. And then I happened to just look to see uh, how he was doing on the internet, and there was an obituary for him. And I just want to pass that out to the rest of the listening audience. Uh, he uh, worked with Steve Spangler for quite a few years and helped to get um, Exotica off the ground. And uh, he was really a hardworking, dedicated individual. And it's a real loss to, um, you know, I'd say the, to the whole world, basically, because that book was uh, a source uh, book for, for many different uh, people and different companies that were involved in uh, marketing exotic produce. So just want to put that out there. Uh, regret his loss. And uh, like I say, a really dedicated individual. Um, so just want to put that out there. Uh, and I appreciate the work that you guys do, making people more conscious of uh, what gardening is and uh, how to work with it. So I'll have a good growing season now. Thank you very Thank you much, much, Vince. Same same to okay. you. Thanks for the call. Okay. okay, bye. Okay, take care. I was just going to say in that same line, even though it is not organic, the grow powers, they have the humic acid and the humus that feed the beneficial organisms and help to sustain and perpetuate them so they are a a part of that whole cycle once you get them in there um, keeping them well fed with the organic matter and with something like grow power will help to keep that going 
And to your point, you know, as we said in the Wednesday Wisdom, a layer of mulch as well is very useful because if if you let that dry out, you lose all the work that you did. You know, I had a a present waiting for me. I got home on Wednesday, trash day's Wednesday at my house, and there was a greens recycling can in my driveway, and I slapped myself in the head, and I said, did I not? I had three full cans to recycle of greens, Um, and I thought I must have forgotten to put the last one out. But no, this one was my neighbor had brought me over a full green can of horse manure for I'm going to put it composted. I've started a worm bin with it, and I'm going to put it around uh, some of the trees. There's no reason not to. And since I know somebody who doesn't water as much as he should and is always worried that maybe his fruit trees have died the previous summer, that maybe uh, a layer of horse manure around them would help them. What do you, what do you I, think? Well, mulch in general is going to help, and absolutely horse manure is good, providing, but it can be salty, so you do definitely want to make sure you decompose yeah. it first. Mulch it, I, mean, I, I usually it, rinse it before I ingest it, and, <laughs> and so it's not it's a big not deal. It's not as salty. Yes, yeah. yes. Flushing the salts out is a good idea, but as an insulator, I, there's no reason to keep letting it get recycled elsewhere. I might as well recycle it at my house. There you go. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. To the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same, but it's all right now. I learned my lesson well. You see, you can't please everyone, so you got to please yourself. And we're back. People came. With more Garden Talk here on KPRZ and KCBQ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross and George Allman. Mark Mahady has a weekend off. He, he he either will or will not be going to the Huntington. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just wanted to remind everybody that we are, both stores are open regular hours today, uh, 8 to 5 in San Diego and 9 to 5 in Poway, but both stores will be closed on Sunday, so plan your weekend accordingly. And it's and it's probably going to be busy in both stores, so get there early if you can. Probably, yeah. When has it not been <laughs> under busy what on a conditions? Yeah. What conditions do you foresee happening where it wouldn't be? I, I can't see any. I, it's get there early. Yeah, just get get there early for for uh, for. Your it is time. it is uh, quieter and easier, I, at least in Poway from probably nine to ten thirty, and probably from eight to nine thirty or ten and. In San Diego, and then yeah. would you say four to five ish, maybe maybe three thirty till five. 
Yeah. Not yesterday. No. <laughs> no. I'm talking about Saturday. Yeah, no. no. Doesn't seem like it. No, it maybe was, it was it, uh, it was pretty crazy yesterday. Um, so, it, we but were, you know, we say that and we joke about it, but the lines we we are running all registers in Poway out of one line, mm-hmm. so it moves very quickly. Yeah, it and it appears they are that even, it's a long line, but it, it's going through every register. And it is a fraction of the lines that we had last year at this time. Yes, and. You know, last year you could spend a half an hour in line. Right now, a bad time in line is probably 10 minutes, yeah. maybe five, five to 10. It's not, it hasn't been that that bad. It's it's moving more quickly. Well, you know, it's funny when you have one line feeding all of the registers, and all the grocery stores do that now too, um, It the lines may look daunting, but it's actually the most efficient way to do it. Well, how many times well, you have you... In, yeah, you don't get in the wrong you line. You get in the wrong yeah. line. Right, yeah. And you stand there for 10 minutes while people are moving back and forth in the line next to you. And it is a much better way of doing it. I, uh, Stater Brothers had – no, they didn't. Um, but I do like my, – my Smart and Final out in Rancho San Diego had been doing one line, and now they're, they're not. And I, I you much get line pref- envy because I, you're I like, like, oh, I got in the wrong line. Yes, because I always will. And the only person that could make me feel better about the bad line choices I make was Mark. And he's not even here to help me feel better about my bad line choices today. Well, the Vons in my neighborhood, they, they actually have three lines. They have one line for the self-checkout. They have a line for express checkout. And then they have just the general line. Um, but, you know, even, even at that, though, with social distancing, when you have to be six feet apart, if you have 12 people in line, Talking about a seventy-two foot long line, so it and, and that it, kind of depends on on <laughs> twelve people in line is either could either be fifty feet because some people don't know what six feet is, or it could be eighty feet because people don't know what six feet is. But you know, we have nice little lines or uh, circles on the floor. Yeah, yes, we do, and fresh air so, blowing through the stores. We do with all those doors open. You know, you were talking about uh, what things that are starting to bloom late, but you also have done some hikes and you said you saw some ceanothus blooming. What else have you seen for the natives? There's a native solanum, the potato potato right. bush. Uh, there's a bunch of onions, lots of native uh, alliums with different lavenders or pale lavenders. A sizzyrinkum, the blue-eyed grass, and that little, <laughs> I'm still going to say it, the magenta pea flower. Um, and there was also a yellow, what was it? That's yeah, something else. But I I was on Hamul Mountain on Monday this week, and the Ceanothus are everywhere. The, the the hills look like they have blue clouds over like them. Like Purple Mountain's majesty. Yeah, just like that. And there was one white flowering Ceanothus up there. So Capri and I did Eagle Rock out in Warner Springs yesterday, and there were on the drive, there are tons of blue ceanothus, but on the hike, there were many that appeared to be white ceanothus, which I thought were white ceanothus, but I'm not sure. So I need to do a little research. I, I'm trying to, I, I can picture were, this white shrub. I, I've, seen, I've seen, we sell some uh, at Musa Creek, some of the white, but these just look, they, they look a little bit different. There's so. other, there are other natives up there that have a very pale lavender to white flower. These are, no, this is, this is white, white. So. Okay. But, it, but we saw um, some, there were a bunch of poppies in bloom, uh, some lupins. Poppies. And I told you that thing that looked like a morning glory but that wasn't vining, and I'm not quite sure what that one was. I 
I'm not sure either. But I'm, the more I think about it, I, I think those might be some of the the wildflowers that get thrown out. Oh, you were saying, yeah. But some, some of these were not in the, in the meadows. These were on the trails right along the creek. So where we encountered my... Uh, what was uh, it, George? What did you encounter? Well, I've, I've encountered rattlesnakes before, but this was the first time I've encountered a rattlesnake that was ready to strike me. He was us. But I know was, how it felt. He was in, in full coil. The upper third of his body was in the S, and that tail was going like... That's what I heard first and, and cautioned me... Yeah, it was. A, but he had the opportunity to strike. He, I was. But I was, was my, my foot was two feet eighteen inches from him when he. But it was more interested in just moving along. He wanted to let me know he was there with the rattle, so I was very gracious or happy that he was gracious and kind. And... Can I tell a funny rattlesnake story? Absolutely. Sure. I've been hiking. Are we going to laugh? Isn't Mount McGinty kind of for a long time. How I, I don't know how many years, but I had never encountered a rattlesnake on Mount McGinty. And I'm sorry, McGinty Mountain. But last fall, I was hiking by myself, and I was just cresting a peak, and I was walking along, and I I heard the rattle. And I was stepping down on the snake, and I heard the rattle, and so I just moved my leg to the side, and it, it scared me. And I did, I maintained my balance, which, you know, rocky surfaces, and he just went about his business. Um, but that was the first rattlesnake I've seen on that that hike in probably a hundred hikes, and then the following week or two weeks later, encountered another one. Well, we we see snakes a lot on our hikes, but this was the first time I've had one defending his territory and and threatening me. <laughs> well, I was I was telling George um, while we were waiting to get into the studio today. And while you're waiting for somebody else to show waiting up, waiting for the third person. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who that one was. I, you know, I. I grew up in Bay Park, and as a kid, my neighbor and I, who was my best friend at the time, we would spend weekends in Tecolote Canyon, hiking and climbing and doing all kinds of stuff that we probably shouldn't have been doing. But uh, that's what that we I would did. Ne- that I would never let my kids do today. Uh, I never saw a rattlesnake, and, and to this day, I've never seen a rattlesnake in San Diego. The only rattlesnake I've seen in the wild was on the way to. Um, on the on the trail to on the trail to Vernal Falls in Yosemite, and it was off to the side, and it was laying on a rock just in the sun, and people were stopping and looking at it because it's a rattlesnake. But it 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 could have cared less. We clearly need to take you on some hikes because <laughs> we see them on a regular basis. The second one I came across, I was hiking with my friend Ken, mm-hmm. not you. Yeah, no. And not, I heard it. He's not your friend. Not this friend, <laughs> oh, Ken. <laughs> um, and I heard it. I didn't see it. But he, Ken couldn't hear it. It was rattling at a frequency he did not hear. I'm like, you can't hear that? No. He would have, he would not even have noticed dead. it. Yeah. Well, Blake, Blake was, he was, he was riding my mountain bike the other day. Uh, it might have been yesterday. Yesterday, the day before, on, and I, he was out at Stonebridge on a trail. He almost ran over one. He's, he said he, he, he saw, he, it was it was cruising down the trail in front of him, and he saw it and stopped in time and just ba- and just backed up and and let it go. When when I went hiking Monday on Hamul Mountain, I was headed up. I'd just gotten onto the trail, and there were three ladies coming towards me with dogs. And I said good morning, and they said, "Be careful of snakes up there, or be careful of rattlesnakes." And I said, "Oh, you saw some?" And they said, "No, but that's why we're leaving." Well, <laughs> really. Anyway, yeah, we we warned the first four or five people that were passing us that the snake was right there, but then we stopped because the snake was long gone by uh, then. 
I, I didn't see any uh, snakes. I was certainly looking for them. And when I got to the top of Hummel Mountain, there's a new sign there that somebody put up with another name on it that did not say Hummel Mountain. Brand new sign, lacquered, beautiful. I saw that. I can't remember what the name of it yeah, was. Yeah, it was either. like Padrino or yeah. El Padrino. Yeah, whatever. You've been listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We'll be back next Saturday at 6 o'clock with another hour of Garden Talk. Have a great weekend, everybody, and happy Easter. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery.